And now, Kyle and Steven present another episode of the Go F*** Yourself podcast. Um, it's Fix. Really? Well, that's embarrassing. The Go Fix Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast, the podcast where Kyle and I, we don't know anything, but we're trying to learn something, and so we're fixing that by having people on that know a lot more than us. Um, I am your co-host, Steven, and sitting to my left is... What are you going to pick out this time? What are you going to point out? My blue? My, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're I'm very blue. Blue Abu Di, Abu Dai. Yeah. Um, and you're, you got the blue light on you. Um, yeah, you're very just blue, bluey. Yeah, I just, you know... Th- I literally Kyle. gave Kyle Redding. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's me. That's Kyle. Uh, just gave the baby a bath. That was my one thing I had to do before my wife would let me come do the podcast. And so I left her in the tub and I said, "Honey, <laughs> come you, get the baby. You, I gotta go." You beautiful minded it. Yeah, you exactly. That yeah. In the movie. And so just leaves his baby. In leaves the tub. his baby. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. You know? And so uh, I threw something on and I came out here and I am excited to be here tonight because yeah. once again we have another beautiful guest. A beautiful guest. A be- wow. Very beautiful, to be honest. Wow. And I mean, uh, you could almost say I was coached to say that. Oh. I mean, didn't. No, but nobody did, but uh, I yeah. do need some coaching. Uh, okay. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Um, so last podcast, we had JJ on. Yeah. And we talked about playing hockey. Now, like I said, I didn't know anything about hockey. You know Can a you lot. skate? Oh, I can. I'm, I'm actually quite... Like I'm, I'm oh, a you're good gonna skater. throw that out there. I'm a, gonna... I'm an okay skater. I'm oh, not like I that... can't like <laughs> I can't do like the the hard stop, you know. But I can make my way around a rink. I'm not too shabby. We are gonna make a video of this. <laughs> yeah, let's. That's like do everybody. It. I'm pretty good at golf. I'm, and that, you know, <laughs> and it's like I'm awful oh, at you've golf. never swung. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, 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 I am pretty good at, uh, skating. at skating. I'm gonna throw that out there. But anyway, um, so today we are um, excited um, because we will be talking about coaching hockey. Yeah. Now, there's a lot that comes with it because, like I said, I didn't know anything about hockey in general. Um, And so now I've kind of learned a little bit. But today we're actually going to be learning about, like, coaching a team, uh, what it takes, but also, you know, how to get there. And I think we're very excited. Uh, Drum roll, please, Kyle. (laughs) To introduce (laughs) Nick Walters. Thank you. Thank you for having me. The head coach of the Anchorage Wolverines, man. Yes. Local boys. Yes. Yeah, a team. Uh, yeah, we'll give him a clap. Um, Peter, give him a clap, would, too. Give yeah. Him a clap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got the pad going. One of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, nice. The Wolverines, I have to say, I was kind of out of the loop on hockey for a while. You know, aces left or kind of were done. And I was like, man, we don't have any sports that people are excited about besides like the Bucks and the Pilots in the summer. And that's kind of even hit or miss sometimes. And then everybody started talking about the Wolverines. Yeah. And so... On social media, it was a big Yeah. You guys frenzy. were selling out games here every week? Yeah. I mean, we were packing the rink pretty Yeah. I mean, to, well, right. The best we could with Ben Boki. It's obviously limited seating. And For sure. Last year is my first year, but man, I don't really remember a game where they weren't just jamming people around that rink and standing room only and everything else. So it's a pretty cool environment there at, uh, at Boki. So... Yeah, it gets everybody like 
because we need stuff like that. We when do. We, like you were saying, the season's about to get kick off. Yep. Winter time around here in Alaska gets dark and cold, and people need to go drink their beer somewhere. You yeah. know, they got to go do and, something. And watch gotta, some sports. And yeah, you got to watch something. You got to watch drinking. something so you feel less guilty yeah. about it. And what better <laughs> than hockey? Yeah, that's right. So, that's right. Yeah, I mean, let's go. Uh, what we well, do every time. Yeah, this is you know can't skip this part. I know his parents. It, I, I felt like you were gonna. You, were gonna you skip thought I was it. gonna just steamroll. Yeah, I, I was like, damn man, they're gonna be pissed. Rick, this Rick and Carol would never forgive me. Uh, so. Okay, so yeah, my, my parents who live in New York and that's where I grew up. Um, okay. They listen to this podcast every week, and we do this thing where you know uh, meet my parents or introduce yourself to my parents. Right? Maybe we're gonna you're gonna go on a double date with us. Right? Me and Kyle, and so you have to talk to my parents and tell them. Uh, what what kind of good boy? I don't know. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's not you a good just one. need to pitch yourself to them that we <laughs> yeah. have good friends. Yeah, that, that are yeah. good people. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, geez, earn, <laughs> earn their keep, so yeah. to speak. Right? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, well, I'm the head coach of the Anchorage Wolverines, and it's a hockey team here in Anchorage. Um, this age group is a unique age group. It's 16 to 20 years old, and okay. it's what we call junior hockey. These individuals are these young men are uh, very ambitious, and they're trying to earn division one scholarships to college hockey. So this gotcha. is the, the route or the roadmap to get there. Um, hockey is not your traditional sport where kids just go from a high school league to uh, college, like football or basketball. Gotcha. All these kids go through these junior hockey leagues and they're, you know, they're all over the world. Um, we have a few in the U S and there's some in Canada, but there's even, you know, countries in Europe that have junior hockey. So Damn. it's a pretty, it's just that stepping stone to the to the next level. Yeah, and you, so you said sixteen. So these kids that are still in high school can yeah. do juniors. Yeah. So we don't have any sixteen year olds, sure. but we have a couple seventeen year olds. Wow. So, but and are I they? Was a, se- what utter, were you doing? I was an utter loser at yeah. seventeen. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, but these kids Man, that's are crazy talented. You know, that's the difference is <laughs> like you these kids have a, a future. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, Rick and Carol. <laughs> well, I mean that's awesome because. Um, we, we talked about it a little bit last week with JJ. It's just like that hockey and this whole junior level where uh, I didn't know this, but I, you know, I just assume just like every other sport, you're like, well, you graduate high school. And if you're yeah. talented enough, you get offered D1 or yeah, whatever. Too. Yeah. I thought that too. And you go right different. Yeah. Yeah. And so is it just, is it for a certain reason? Is it the competition or mass amounts of hockey players? Man, I just think it, it, it was. It's been part of hockey since the beginning, I guess. Really? I really so don't even tradition. know. Like, it's mm. just the way it's Always way it been. has been. Even when I was in high school, kids left to go play junior hockey. Interesting. The ones that were good enough, right? Mm. And, um, yeah, it's just I don't even know how it started or why it started or... I don't have, I don't know the backstory on that, but that's just We need to change is. it. No. <laughs> so, so you were a player yourself as growing up in I, Yeah, you know, so I... Um, moved up here when I was in fifth grade, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I kind of started. I didn't play my first year of organized hockey until seventh grade. So I was oh, what, kind you, of a late bloomer. Exactly. Yeah. Very Which late. blows starter. my mind that people say that like at seventh you gotta grade. You got to be skating like, when you're three. It's That's like, insane <laughs> to me. It's pretty nuts nowadays. Just the kids are on the ice early. And um, I certainly was a person that was always playing catch up, right? Like right. I was... I was not skilled or gifted or anything, but you know, I worked hard. We and, can relate. And I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I worked hard and I really loved it. And um, I tell you what, like I played baseball and every other sport when when I lived in the lower 48. But once we 
you know, once we moved up here, I, you know, it was, I loved it. And I kind of just like dropped everything else. And, uh, maybe that wasn't the smartest thing to do, but who knows, (laughs) but, uh, I love the sport. So I played as long as I could, which wasn't very long. Um, you know, as some people, but, uh, yeah, it was all part of this journey here. So yeah. Awesome. What did you get to in terms of playing college? Yeah. Well, so you had to go through the whole I thing played two as year, well. Yep. I played two years of junior hockey as well. It was junior B. So it was a lower level than what I'm currently coaching now. Gotcha. I, you know, I played a little bit in Canada and then I played in San Antonio, Texas. And then when I went to school, I played club hockey. So it wasn't a, it was in a varsity sport. It wasn't NCAA. So it was, um, it was still competitive, but it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't what these kids are that I'm coaching now are trying to reach. Gotcha. Um, that's a whole nother level. Those guys are, you know, those guys are legit. A lot of those guys are going to play pro hockey after. And so that yeah. wasn't the level I was playing at. So gotcha. Yeah. So was there some sort of awakening at some point where you're like, I love the sport, but I'm not going to take it to the next level. So I want to still be involved. Is that how kind of, uh, no, really? No. Okay. Um, you know, I played as long as I could. I think it does hit you. Like when you're, you know, it hit, you know, obviously kind of when I was playing junior hockey and then I was going on to the club level, I was like, all right, well, I got these four years and, you know, I'm going to go to school and just kind of figure it out, Mm. you know, and I still didn't know what I wanted to do after school and, Honestly, when I moved back up here, I was not even really involved in hockey that first year I was back. I played some beer league with some friends and stuff like that. But coaching didn't even really cross my mind. It was offered to me, but I, you know, just started a job and I just wasn't interested in the time. And it wasn't until that next year that the same coach offered me an opportunity that um, with some guilt tripping of my mother that... um, (laughs) Uh, Shout out to mom. Yeah, I didn't even like, again, I wasn't, I always played it and I liked playing. I didn't know if I would enjoy coaching and kind of pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And I was like, all right, I'll try it for a year. It was a, it was a high school season. So it's actually a pretty short season anyway. It starts in October, ends in the middle of February. So Mm, it's pretty short season. And it was at the high school that I graduated from. Um, and so I was like, I'll try it, kind of just do it for the year. And, um, uh, that year, it, I absolutely fell in love with it. Hmm. It was the I was the head coach of the JV team, and then I would help out the varsity team with my my old head coach, uh, or the guy that I played for, really um, at Chugach. But uh, he, yeah, it was Mustangs. We guys Mustangs, Mustang, the old yeah. Mustangs. Yeah, yeah that, you got Mustangs. Yeah, that team that I had, the JV team, we had like nine kids one of them being a goalie. So we had like eight <laughs> players. And so like we didn't line change. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we don't have anybody. Yeah. So just stay out there. Yeah. Stay out. You're going to have to play the whole game. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Suck Dude. it up kid. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be in shape <laughs> or, or, or dad. Yeah. One of the other one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. And I, um, that we didn't win a lot that year, but, uh, you know, it, was, it made a pretty big impression on me. And that's kind of just where it started. Sure. See, yeah. I'm curious, as someone who's never coached anything in my life, like, what was it that really brought you into it? And you're like, oh, this is it. This is what I've been searching for. What was the thing that yeah. connected with? You know, I think it, big part of it was I love the game still. 
And I think when I was back on the bench and just kind of being in it, the, the wins and the losses and the, the practices and trying to make players better. And I, I don't know. I just, I don't know what it was exactly, but I was like, this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. How can I keep doing this? And, and even when I like, now that I'm older and I think back to it, like I'm the oldest child, I would always try to help my brothers and sisters, you know, so it was instinctive play yeah. And like, I'd always be at their practices. Little did I know as I like, I wasn't coaching at that time. I was just out there cause I wanted to be on the ice. Right. But mm. there is a little bit, you know, I did coaching and in, in college for like, to make money, I would do like little, um, skill sessions or I'd run like a learn to skate or learn to play at the rink there and they pay me cash. Oh, and that's kind of how I okay. made it. Mm. But again, that, that wasn't me. Like gave you a little pers- bit of least teaching ability yeah. right there, experience. And I've always been good at like building relationships and talking to people and that kind of thing. But like, it was funny. I never did that because I loved coaching. It was like, okay, how can I make some, some, some beer scratch. money? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then, but it's funny to think about. It's like, I've been doing this for a lot longer than, than you think in just a weird roundabout way. Right. Like, you know, as an older sibling and then obviously right. the, mm. the stuff through college, but to answer your question, I don't know what that spark was. It was, I think it's, um, for me, like helping people achieve their, their goals is probably the most rewarding thing to me currently. Mm. And I'm sure it's tied into that somehow. It's a very yeah. selfless goal. Yeah. yeah. The, the one thing I always think about is uh, again, I've never done coaching, but I, I've played a lot of sports throughout my life, never to any super high level, but I always think about like the coach that's never coached, especially like in baseball. I think a day one, yeah, he shows up and he's like, um, "Well, we're doing suicide runs. You just, uh, you guys <laughs> yeah. just run because yeah. we got to have strong legs." Yeah, uh, I'm gonna hit s- some balls at you. You better field them good. And yeah. it's like, how did you like? Did you have some sort of like teaching um, syllabus? Yeah, like, like did Outline. you just make it up as you went, kind Curriculum. of thing, or just used stuff that you had been taught over time oh you when when i first started it was using drills and things that i liked as a player that like the drills that i liked that the coaches would always throw at uh, at us so like i like this one so you'd start throwing that in but then i've through the years i've had um i've been very fortunate to work with very good people Mm. and i've learned a lot along the way starting with my old high school coach who you know i was his assistant for three years Um, and then when I moved on to UAA working for the numerous different coaches there and you just start picking up all these little pieces. Like, I like this. I like that. I, I don't really love this. Um, like, you know what I mean? And then that over the years, um, is kind of how I built my philosophy that I'm trying to, to, um, you know, give this team, this organization. And so it's just a culmination of things that I liked from all the good people that I've worked with. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. And so I don't have, I never had the syllabus. I never had it. It's beg, borrow, steal. It's always been up here. Right, right. Beg, borrow, steal, yeah. man. So. Well, and I mean, I, I, that's a great way to, I mean. That's how you, we, that's how I go through life. Stealing. <laughs> yeah. Mostly stealing. Yeah. A yeah. 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 little bit of borrowing. Yeah. Um, so like walk, walk us through kind of your resume up to the point now where you're the head coach of the Wolverines. Cause I know you were involved in a lot of teams weren't, maybe always in a, a coaching role per se? Yeah, no. So. Yeah. No, that's a good question. I, I have a pretty good unorthodox. Question. Yeah. Way to go, Kyle. Yes. <laughs> you got one, baby. Gold yes. star for yeah. Kyle. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Uh, <laughs> I have a pretty unorthodox route. Um, 
most guys that you know get these positions were ex players mm-hmm. at a pretty good level. Then they become an assistant coach, and then they become a head coach, and then they move on to the next level, and it's just sure. this trajectory, right? I you know coached high school hockey and did some youth hockey stuff here in town, and um, you know I kind of realized you know, when I started seeing some of these jobs pop up, director of hockey operations jobs, which to be specific, you know, I kind of wanted to like, how can I work in hockey and get paid for it? And I saw that those positions as an avenue to get in because it was Mm -hmm. like, it's a lot of administrative things. You're doing travel, you're doing compliance and academic stuff. You're breaking down video. So you have to be good with computers and software and stuff like that. I'm like, well, I can do all that. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm not getting any sort of college assistant coach job because I didn't play NCAA and that's, you know, you know, that's just kind of the way it is, but that was my, my foot in the door. Mm -hmm. And so I did that for four years, um, at UAA and, uh, sorry to jump around here a little bit, but to back Mm -hmm. that up while I was coaching high school hockey, I actually volunteered with UAA Mm -hmm. for three years, helping with video stuff. So that's what so, got you in the door. Yeah. So the gotcha. director of hockey ops before me, I would help him out on game nights, doing video stuff, stat stuff, just being involved. And so when he got promoted to assistant coach, I was that head coach's first call. And so that's your, that's my foot in the door, it's right? Just be, so, like being there. Being there. Yeah. Like he knew putting in I the was. time. It's connections, yeah, the first, right? Yeah. The first person Face that time he is of. what they call yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So when you say video, like both of us have experience in video, like what do you mean by video work specifically? Yeah, so um, when I was the director of hockey operations, it's breaking down the opponent, essentially. So watching um, old tapes of them? It would be, uh, so if we're playing Bemidji State this weekend, I'm watching their last four games, and I'm tagging it for the coaches and distributing it, distributing it to the coaches and what their needs were. So hmm. like certain plays or strategies? If they did the flying V? Yes, all of it. That was, that, what that was were, my that first was, question say. to JJ last week. I was like, so when do you guys do the flying when do you do v? The v? When do you start training for that? <laughs> Who starts it? Yeah. Is there a signal? <laughs> is Emilio there? Yeah. Where does he come in? Yeah. So I can what, get into all the hockey jargon, but it's everything. It's yeah. okay. whether we see plays or it's uh, certain systems that we call it, like so four checks and breakouts and Man, stuff like that. So you can spot that stuff. Goals, you get pretty good at it, right? Mm. I, when I first started, I wasn't great at it, but you just kind of get pretty good at so interesting yeah so i did that for four years and then one of the coaches that i worked for we had an assistant coach leave he was going to promote me to assistant coach and well he did but that was also the covid year mm. and then the year that Sorry. our our hockey team kind of got the axe put to us a little bit by um the administration they wanted to cut hockey yep. ski and gymnastics and Damn. so that kind of like put a kibosh on that year for me. And, you know, thankfully the program's back. But during that, that year after COVID hit, again, through connections and, you know, kind of finding that one thing that I can be really good at, which mm-hmm. was the video, um, I got an opportunity to work with our U.S. women's national team. And I got to go to the world championships in Calgary. And I also was part of their their staff going to the 2022 winter Olympics. Yeah. And so that's what I did for that year. Yeah. And I was the video coach. And so it's same thing, breaking down opponents and during in game, you're breaking down the game live for the coaches. Oh yeah. So when you're going to the 
intermission. They have what, you know, play that back or whatever they want to see. Assistants usually want to watch power play or penalty kill. Head coach usually wants to see goals against that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and then you're also the guy in charge of, you know, replay stuff. So that was my role. You were doing that live? The replay? Like, yeah, like during... Yeah, during the play because Damn. you can do coaches' challenges. So I had a guy that would help me out oh. and we would we would tag team it. Um, you, I'm just curious. As a video guy, how did you do that so fast? Was there some kind of software? Yeah, so the... the, the is it like specific for sports? The replay software? Yeah. Yeah, so okay. it was like sports-specific. And okay. we had this giant monitor and there is like... We could pick up to like 28 different camera views if we really wanted. But what we'd That's do is... Cool kind of select the ones where you can, where you challenge as a coach. Right. And yeah. so he was on the replay and I'd be tagging and, you know, I would say, Hey, double check this or that. And so that's how we kind of did oh, it. He was always watching certain things while I was kind of watching the game live. So what would be like a, a challenge that you would typically see? Because nothing comes to mind. Like yeah, when I so think that. So offside. Okay. Offside is, is, a, is yeah. a big one. Um, goaltender interference, but yeah. offsides is the I big I was going to say, that's the only one that comes to mind is goaltender, like being yeah. crease. Me too. Stuff yeah. Like that. yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that actually. Yeah. You took it right over. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but offsides is the big one. Is yeah. it, okay. As a, you know, like, as someone who's sitting like in the back and you're like, basically these guys are waiting on video. Is it kind of stressful? I feel like that would be pretty stressful and be like, whoa, did we get, you got that? You got that? Yeah. There's some, uh, some stress there and I've definitely fucked it up a few times. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I've gone into, I would imagine Nick, where's the play? Yeah. So technology, uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> which, which play? Technology, <laughs> yeah. yeah, technology is great. Is great until it doesn't work. Right. right? Oh yeah. I would lose video feed sometimes, and oh. the screen would go black, and you're like, oh, you're like, uh oh, sinking feeling. Like, yeah, and you're yeah. you go in, you miss, and then the goal horn sounds, and you're like, oh no, and you go into the locker room, and you're like, I I don't have it. Um, I have oh. it. I have it right here. <laughs> it's oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So there's some there's some stress because people are counting on you, right? And then, right. Yeah. You know, and uh, we're all competitive too, right? We all want to sure. win, and so we won't want to have that part in helping the team have some success. Um. But yeah, yeah. What What was the Olympic vibe like? Was that much different? You got than, to go to the Olympics. I went to the Olympics in Beijing. That's awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. To what a cool kind honor weird, experience yeah. kid from uaa you yeah. know worked for uaa what to that but again it's connections and yeah becoming really good at a certain thing yeah. video that and breaking need. down opponents that people need mm -hmm. and again that's just my foot in the door it was never really my my end goal but it's sure. something i knew i had to do for a while to maybe get some opportunity down the mm. road but yeah just connections and hard work and becoming really good at something and yeah, yeah they uh they needed someone and, you how did, know. Yeah, how did you even, like, just, base, I mean, this is crazy to me, but, like, your name just came up? Like, oh, I know a video guy. Well, yeah, so because the, so the women's hockey schedule is a little bit different than the men's, so the women usually play their world championships in April, May. Well, most people uh, that year were still in their college hockey seasons. Mm -hmm. My college hockey season got canceled because of COVID, because, mm. you know, traveling out of state and what if kids get sick and how do we quarantine? And then it becomes this money problem, right? Like 
my seat, I didn't have anything to do. So there wasn't very many people available. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. that so had it was kind of like, okay, I guess we'll take this guy. We could take Nick. He's missed a few plays, though, <laughs> yeah. the last game, but uh, he'll do. <laughs> but, he said the screen yeah. went black, whatever. <laughs> He's a liar. <laughs> so the guy that had the job before me got a job in pro hockey, and he was like, well, I know this guy. He's available, and he's pretty good. Mm. And then um, a good friend of mine who's also an Anchorage guy works for USA Hockey. He's like their big, uh, he's one of their main goaltending coaches. And so, you know, um, he also vouched for me. And he was like, oh, you're you're going to love this guy. So I had two guys on the inside that vouched for me. That's Uh, awesome. Again, connections, right? And so I go there, um, you know, I do really well during the whole training camp process. We go into, we're about to leave for the world championships and then they cancel it <laughs> and, and reschedule it later sure. in August. They still wanted me a part of that. I go, we do the world championships in Calgary and, you know, they decided after that, it was almost like a tryout period for a month and, uh, that, you know, the head coach was like, yeah, I want this guy back. And so yeah. I was with the team, you know, from, from September through, uh, the end of February there. Hmm. Yeah. Wild ride. Wild ride. Yeah. Yeah. Wild ride. It it was an interesting year with COVID was a weird time, man. And then getting, you know, getting over to Beijing, there's a lot of COVID restrictions. And, um, so that Olympic vibe you were asking about was probably not a real Olympic vibe. I think I was at a very different (laughs) Olympics. Yeah. Olympic village wasn't. Yeah. I was going to say, was the village a little different for that? Yeah. You know, we were all masked. Yeah. Uh, We were on what they call the closed loop system. So I couldn't just go out and. Which is the bubble. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't walk around the block in China and go see, uh, like, kind of like experience being in a different country that or anything. that makes sense. Yeah. That's I a mean, bummer. But yeah. I mean, it's still cool that you got to experience it. Honestly, it's, you know, but, I'll probably never get to do anything like that again in my I don't lifetime, think, right? Like, mo- you're mo- building your connections. <laughs> Come I was on, saying, man. Mo- yeah. Most people that we know, are, and us included, will never get to like do that. I may go yeah. to the Olympics one time. I yeah. doubt it. <laughs> For what? Yeah, that's what I thought. Beer Olympics. Yeah, that would be me more than a him. video guy. No, I'm going to be a video golf. Guy. Actually, you yeah, would golf. You I'm going to go in golf. 20 you years. Could. He's he is a great golfer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so as far as like sports, I couldn't do it. I could do beer, golf. For <laughs> yeah, sure. I could be a caddy. So um, that, that's about it. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're you know you had the season with the uh, U.S. Women's National Team. Yep. And you went to the Olympics. Fucking Correct. awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what's next? What's after that? Well, so, um, I kind of had a decision to make, like, if I wanted to keep, uh, going down this path, this video coach path, right. There is some opportunity in pro hockey and ultimately like, you know, it didn't feel right for whatever reason. Hmm. Um, you listen to your gut. Yeah. A little bit like, you know, and conversations with my wife and, you know, the, none of those routes really seemed right. And then the one, there was one opportunity that we were pretty excited about. Um, and I was going down that road and then I got a call like in the middle of August saying, Hey, we're not hiring this job anymore. Mm. So like at that point, you know, hockey's ramping up. Like we started middle of August, essentially, you know, here with the Wolverines this year. And so I'm kind of thinking like, Oh man, like I might not, uh, coaching or doing anything with like I'm looking at being a substitute teacher and like Mm. maybe going back to school to be a teacher or something like that and 
you know, I reach out to all the guys here in town with how, the different organizations. How old were you at this point? This was just last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was, uh, you know, I was 30, uh, 34, 34 going on 35. Yeah, you're, you're my yeah. age, okay. Yeah. yeah, so this was just recent. You know, I reach out to oh, Keith wow. Morris, who's the GM of the team. And at first he's like, yeah, I don't think I have anything. And then all of a sudden, like he just called me back. Hey, our head coach got a college job. We're promoting our assistant coach. We'd like you to be the assistant coach. And so oh, it was wow. kind of weird how, again, connections and weird how it just kind of worked out super last minute. Holy crap. Yeah. 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 It's like, that's like where the movies is like the clock's ticking yeah. and you're like, oh, I don't know what to yeah. do. And then all of a sudden it works out for the better. So that's when, cool. When did this call come in? It was like end of August. Like, so like right when the season was. Right about this time of year. Really. Damn, and you did say when we, before we've been recording, you're like, we're like well into it already. Yeah, I mean, this is our we're in week two. Like, yeah, I yeah. came in about like a week before we went on our first road trip, which is about like right now. Oh, wow! And so, um, yeah, just kind of you know, the whole saying everything happens for a reason, I, I guess it surely does. But that's you know, I spent the last year as the assistant coach, and then I, you know our old head coach got an opportunity at the next level. And, um, I'm very fortunate to have gotten the, the, to be the third head coach of this organization. Moving so, on up. Yeah. Very sweet. Yeah. So weird path again, not very traditional, but I guess it makes, makes but it that, more fun. That's what makes the fun. They, it's, yeah. it's a better story too. Yeah. yeah. It, it kept, it kept me engaged. And yeah. I'm like, like, I said, I'm, I, I don't really know hockey, but I was like, Oh, what happens next? Yeah. They have <laughs> video. Know? I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, that was, I that, did perk that, up. Yeah. I did perk up. So with now that you're the head coach, um, are the players ever always changing year to year, or is there players that play multiple years on the team? Uh both. I mean, so okay, we, there, so is it's a, a mix. there is an age out process, right? Right. So kids born in two thousand three this year, this is their last year they're eligible to play. Whoa. Right. So it's so, twenty and that's it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So this year we have five, I can do math. six, seven. We have about seven or eight returners. Mm -hmm. All right. And the rest of them, are, they're new guys. Really? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So mostly um, local. Uh, we have a few local guys, but mostly from out of state. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. We have kids from all over the world. Actually, we got a kid from Finland, a kid from Japan. Uh, we have a kid from Belarus, we got kids from Minnesota, Wisconsin. We have a handful of Alaskans. Some California kids huh. all over the place. How how do they hear? I mean, I know I feel weird saying this, but like, how do they hear about Alaska team? I'm like, like, Tinder like, this is the place. Junior, yeah, no, junior teams. <laughs> not quite. We actually have a no. pro procurement process. Okay. Yeah. Um, where we can tender players, which is essentially handing them a piece of paper. They sign it, and that that means that they're our property, or they can't try out <laughs> like for that. any other. Yeah. All right. He, uh, for people just listening and not watching, he did hand quotes, all right? <laughs> yeah. Our property. All right. We own them. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I always feel weird about saying that, but right, essentially right. they just can't try out for another team. Well, I mean, same thing with like, I mean, JJ was like, basically these people will play or pay a lot of money for these people. And so he was an enforcer. And so he's like, take care of our property. Like that's yeah. basically what his job was. He oh, said yeah. that. So it's, it's, it's common. So, so you yeah. give him like a promise ring? Kind of thing. Kind of like, hey, we want you on the team, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have a draft. No different really? than a sports hmm. draft. So there's um, our GM goes out and That's scouts cool. a lot. We have guys around in some certain areas that help us scout to uh, identify talent and players that we'd be interested in. And then that that um, draft is in June. Hmm. 
and um, you draft the remaining uh, remainder of your your team there. Hmm. So, is there any any type of compensation for these kids? Like the kid from Finland's coming over yeah. here and like expenses and stuff like that. It's just kind of like here you go. Yeah. So he we give him gear, sure, and the things that he needs to do to play mm-hmm. um but we can't compensate right, right. them obviously because they're trying to play college hockey and so the rules are very the rules yeah. you know that'd be considered professional mm-hmm. even though you know yeah. these, the name image likeness thing is a completely different ball game now but that's another story yeah <laughs> um that's another podcast um but you know they have to pay like a billet fee because they stay with families while they're here host oh. families and they oh, pay okay. a fee to that family which is you know, I don't even know what it is, but essentially it helps with food and gotcha. all that kind of stuff. But other than that, they don't have any other expenses from our end. We handle the travel. We handle food on the road. Okay. We give them the gear, um, you know, so that's... Yeah. And yeah. they're on their way to, like, where they want to go. They're on their way. We're going to have, I think, quite a few players commit to Division One college Damn, hockey this that's year. That's cool. We already have three that are currently committed, so... Um, wow. yeah, that's big. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that like D1. I'm one D one. Is that's that the thing? Is that people good? Say. It's yeah. very good. Kyle. I've it's seen D two. I've seen D three. No, D one's yeah. the best. Um, so when you are the wearing your coaching hat and you're getting now that you're the head coach and you have new players coming in, I imagine the first kind of thing is trying to get everybody to team bonding. gel. Yeah, uh, because it's like you like you said, you have some Alaskans, you have uh, European, you have all sorts of people coming together and you're like, hey, we're trying to build a team here that they may have aspirations for D1, but you're trying to do a good season here with the Wolverines. Yeah. So that's a big thing for me. And obviously, the first steps going out and finding good, good kids mm-hmm. that have some talent, right? You need right. good players. Um, but I believe that you have to have a locker room that loves each other Mm. to be successful, right? They got to want to play for each other. Um, and we're in an interesting age where, yeah, there is some, I don't want to use the word ego, but they're trying to take care of themselves. They're trying to reach that next step and I get it. And so the big thing that we preach though, is like, if our team has success, everybody individually is going to have success. You know, when I was at UAA, um, we wanted to recruit from winning teams. Like mm-hmm. we wanted to recruit those guys because they're usually just a higher caliber player. It's and so that's I kind of relate my experience from being at that college level um to these guys and and hoping that they trust you that like, you know, if we start having some team success, there's gonna be more eyes on you than you think. And so right. I think getting that cohesive piece where everybody's playing for each other is super important yeah that's that's interesting because it's the bet the more wins you guys have then obviously schools will start looking at that team and seeing what is causing the wins. yeah and then those guys i mean it all makes sense it's kind of like i think of our background would be probably more being in bands and music and stuff like yeah. that and you always have like the lead singer or the guitarist that wants to like yeah. show off and it's Metallica like you, looking down and yeah being like you well you like you want the band to do well so yeah. that you get better shows yeah. and yeah. it's like you don't want it to be about one person that's got an ego you want it you want to do well together so yeah, you yeah exactly get the bigger shows so i'm, I'm kind of curious as like you know kids and kyle you touch on this as like kids like they're like I don't know, meetups or exercises? Like, what is exactly that, like, you know, you give to these kids 
to like gel and to, to love each other. Some of it comes from the room itself. Like last night, the whole team went out and I guess there's a new Will Ferrell movie out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the dogs or something. I haven't even, I don't even know what it is, but they all went and watched it last okay. night, um, gotcha. which I thought was pretty cool because that was, that happened from within the room, right? I didn't have to say, hey, go watch a movie with each other. They, they all went and hang already, out with they each all other already. are kind of doing it already, but something, you know, um, that we're doing hmm. this week actually is on Friday. We're, we're going on, um, Elmendorf and we're meeting with one of the F-22 groups. Hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about, uh, you know, teamwork and sticking up for each other, communication, all these different things. There's a lot of parallels, I, I believe from military groups, um, yeah, I would to athletes when it comes to tactical things. Right. And yeah, so, sure. Um, and discipline, discipline. There's like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot. There's a, there's a lot like, um, so we're, we're getting that set up, which I think will be really cool for the guys. Um, and it's a great, a great bunch of guys. You don't get to take it on 22 up. Do you? They, Uh, they let each player fly one. (laughs) People do that, dude. It's pretty wild. People do that. Okay. I'm just asking. Yeah. I don't think we'll get, getting that, that one. I think that one's like a top secret one. So yeah. uh, Yeah. Won't get that. Damn. That's cool. That high. uh, Yeah. yeah. So, um, and it's a single seater, so they'd have to trust us. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, yeah. Well, go for it, guys. It's $13 million yeah. at or least. Probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's yeah. way more than that. But <laughs> that's, that's the seat. Yeah, that's the problem. There's, yeah, <laughs> there's, 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 it's $13 million, guys. Yeah. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I watch Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this this weekend, we're going to go on a camping trip. Like, oh, cool. Camping trip. You know, it's glamping. Like a, Again, kind of a, for the people listening, he he did hair, hand quotes. Yeah. What, we, what, well, it's a, um, you know, RVs. one of our owners has a, a piece of land or what, however, on Big Lake. Mm. Um, so we're just going to bring our tents and pitch it in the lawn. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, of their, their cabin. So Dude. there's like a cabin with facilities and stuff like that, but we're still sleeping in tents. So. Yeah. But it's like, you know, the guys. So I, I get the, it. I get it. Yeah. 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 The glamping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like glamping. That. You know, right, that, so. that's the one thing, too. Every time I go out to Big Lake and I'm like, you know, because my wife, she grew up on Big Lake and I didn't. And so I had to go meet her friends. And I'll tell you, that's the best place to fucking bond with people you don't know or yeah. you want to know better. And it's like you're just on the water or you're swimming yeah. or you're just hanging Everybody's out. Everybody's got money. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got money. But yeah. Yeah. It's always like the that I like every time I go out there, I'm always like, oh, this is a new group. I don't know what I'm getting yeah. myself into. And then by the first night, you're like, this is the best. I love these guys. Yeah. I am in love. <laughs> yeah. So I get that. That'll be fun. So you, so you do have like you plan events. You kind of do certain things. But then I think that's kind of cool how they're already two weeks in. Yeah. I'm not mean, even not even two weeks. And, and they're so, already being like, let's go out and hang yeah. out. And so I think we got a I'm you know, what seems like a really good group so far, like cool. a, a good returners. So guys I had last year kind of helping, you know, blend that all yeah. together. So interesting. Yeah. What's your expectation of somebody that's coming to join the team in terms of like Obviously, you've got them because of their skill set, but I yeah. mean, there's there's the fitness aspect of it. Yep. There's the personality. Um, even. Well, I think I think of somebody that you know has a lot of talent that doesn't put in a lot of work. Yeah, where it's like you kind of get uh, undersold when they get here, and you're like, you 
you kind of been slacking off. Like, mm. do you have, how would you deal with that? Or have you dealt with that with players? Well, I haven't dealt with it yet, yet. you know, right. but, um, I think something that I've tried to do and something that I've met with players about is setting standards, right? Mm. High standards. And, and I think there's a, it's part of my job and my staff's job to hold these young men accountable. Cause we got to remember they are still just young men. Yeah. They need structure. Right. Um, and I think when you set that that bar high and you hold them to it, um, you know, hopefully you don't have anybody that falls behind. Sure. And if mm. you do, I'm hoping that maybe one of the older guys brings them along or maybe we need to give them an extra kick in the ass or or whatever whatever it is. And the not so glamorous part about junior hockey is if, you know, kids don't figure figure it out or it's something that you know, maybe they are just falling too far behind and we don't feel that we can help them. We, we do got to boot them, you gotta gotta cut boot them. them right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I, we want to make sure that I feel that way about him yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I've been, been pulling my weight there, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Kind of been falling it's behind. not the most fun part of the job, but it does happen you sure. know, because there's a lot of kids chomping at the bit to be in these positions, mm. which I, I believe is an extra motivator for these guys because they know that they're in a pretty good situation. Here. Yeah. Cause they could, I mean, that is one thing. It's funny. Cause I'm, I'm thinking about the band because I feel like, and that's probably our experience with team working as a team. Yeah. Right. And, but like, there is nobody lighting a fire under our ass Yeah, and be like, Oh, well, you know, if I don't do good at this show, there's nobody going to be behind me. I'm, they're going to keep me <laughs> like yeah. losers. They're stuck with me. But with, with for the, these kids, and it's like, first off, you have a goal. Yeah. You're like, I want to play D1. Yeah. But also, it's like you got a line of other people. So yeah. I, mean, I would imagine it, it's an excellent motivator. Yeah. And I want to make it very clear. It's not like I threaten kids with that. Like, hey, if you don't pick it up. I'm, I don't you, threaten. Yes. <laughs> there was no air quotes. There. Yeah. there was no air quotes. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to give up on a kid. Right. You right. know, because yeah. like I said, they're still young men. They need structure and they need guys holding them accountable. Mm. And so, you know, first and foremost, that's, you know, our job as coaches to keep those guys motivated mm. and keep them going. It's a long season. Guys are going to hit, you know, guys are going to kind of go up and down and they're going to hit lulls and it's, you know, it's bringing them back out. And that's where I think having a strong team chemistry, um, I'm a big team guy. Like I, I don't think I'd ever be really good. Well, I'm not really any good at individual sports. Um, I like having the pressure of knowing people are counting on me and I think, a lot of team guys are probably um, just like coordinated like that, mm. right? And so, yeah. but yeah, so we, you know, we got to keep them motivated too, and 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 help them out of those ruts if we feel like they're maybe, you know, falling yeah. behind. I get that. Yeah, I, I'm curious. So, you know, you're in a position that we've never been in, like we've already stated. But like, what is it actually like? What do you do on a normal day? Yeah. So these last two weeks have been very different than what I've been doing through the summer. A lot of the summers, like administrative type things, um, uh, booking all our travel, hiring an assistant coach, um, doing stuff like that. Mm. Um, you know, May and June was like finding players that we wanted to draft. And now it's, you know, meeting with my coaches every day and we're, you know, we're talking, how do we want to play? And like, I have a lot of that already like in my mind, but now it's inviting everybody to the conversation and putting together good practice plans, putting together 
good video clips to show the guys examples of how we want to do things. It's, um, honestly, it's talking with the guys every day, being in the locker room with them and kind of just seeing how things are going. How are the billets? How are, you know, how's this, how's that getting to know these guys and building those relationships. It's, um, you know, it's the on ice stuff. It's the, you know, I don't do any of the off ice training. Um, we, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? On ice, off like ice, strength and conditioning oh, okay, would be gotcha, gotcha. off ice, right? We outsource that, but it's making sure that those guys are in there, you know, uh, taking advantage of that that resource. Mm. Um, so that's kind of what my day to day has been the last it's two a weeks. Lot. Yeah, and so um, it's you know it's not bad. So I'm also curious. You said like you have it in your mind. You already know like you know when you sit down with your coaches. Which how many coaches do you have? I have two assistants. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So yep. two assistants. So you sit down with these guys. Uh, I'm assuming they're guys. Uh, yep. My bad. And, um, but you're, you're sitting down with them and you're like, all right, this is what I have in my mind. How do you come up with that? Yeah. So that kind of goes back to my conversation of working for a lot of good people and kind of taking things hmm. that they did. So one of my biggest mentors was Matt Curley, who I worked for. Uh, for three years at UAA and just a lot of the things that I learned from him and a lot of things he taught me are actually things that I teach. I just kind of believed in what he was doing, you know, like even then I had some philosophies where I was like, why don't people do it like this? And he was doing those things. And so like, um, that really resonated with me. And then other guys like Matt Thomas, who was also at UAA, Louis Mass, who's a local guy that was at UAA now coaching pro hockey all those guys were just resources. And so you just, yeah, you just kind of piece it together with like, this is how I would want a team to play. And so that. it's not right or wrong. It's just my, you know, some, a lot of teams play the same um, and guys have the same philosophies, but yeah, it's just, I've been influenced by the people I've worked with. Well, I'm sure that's got to change too over time. Cause I mean, it's a lot of testing and, and sure. trial and error and yeah. stuff works this with these guys and doesn't yeah. work with the next year or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that. So besides the two assistant coach, like what makes the umbrella of like who you're in charge of? Because I mean, like you said, you got yeah, you got strength and training. Like there's a lot of aspects of people that yeah. probably are part of the team. I don't know. Trainers. I, yeah, I don't know if I'd say I'm in charge of oh, anybody. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in no, charge. In yeah. our minds, <laughs> you are. Yeah, yeah. So all right, you're the man. Uh, we have a lot of resources. Um, obviously, I have two assistant coaches. Um. We have Elite Sports Fitness who does our, our strength conditioning. Okay, yeah. And so um, Billy over there does a great job. And I kind of let him just do his thing. Gotcha. It's a different voice. It's a different coach. Yeah. So um, I try not to step on any toes or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, let those guys be with them. and you So know, you don't go over job. to Billy and, and be like, well, I think they should work on triceps today or whatever. <laughs> we, no, I let him do his thing. But we do uh, communicate like if... Um, Hey, I had a long practice on ice today, just so you know. So he knows how to kind of, okay, we don't so, want to kill the guys either, right? Yeah. So there is a rest and recovery component to it. And like, so we try to feed off of each other. If he hits it hard, big leg day in the gym, right? Well, now I know if the guys are a little bit sore the next day and you can kind of cater to that, or maybe I don't want to, you know, say lower your expectations, but maybe know if someone just doesn't yeah. have the gas in the tank, right? right. So um, so we work with him. We work with people from OPA. There are athletic trainers. So if someone gets injured, they're helping us out. And so 
in constant communication with them. Like if guys are getting a little banged up or issues that are going on. Um, and then we have a group of volunteers that help us out too. Um, mm -hmm. we have a guy that does the video stuff, right? And so he volunteers his time on game days. And, an old you. Yeah. An old me. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we couldn't run as an organization without these awesome resources and then the, the individuals that volunteer their time. Cause obviously it's, uh, yeah. their help is well, greatly appreciated. It's, it's an amazing, like, first off, I mean, it's like your social media, right? You see a lot of things, even when you're not at the games. And so it's like, there's a lot of like shit moving, making yeah. this like whole thing go. Totally. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. And so in my head, I'm always like, you know, I don't even know how I would lead the team, yeah. let alone they already the got whole the, thing. They, they already got a video guy. You can't come on board. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. So Fuck. You're, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when you when you're like at practice, are you out there on skates with the guys? Yep. And and so I think about that because I will slice you in the throat with yeah, my yeah, skate. Yeah. You better get back out there. <laughs> I think of you as being maybe on the younger age of a coach, or are you kind of like right in the median kind of idea? It's um. I I would think I'm kind of on the younger side. Yeah, there's Kyle. Sorry to interrupt, but Kyle was like, "Oh, he's like 26." No, I said 29. Is Whatever. what I, I saw. I was like, "Wow, okay, so he's really young." Yeah, yeah but no, no. I'm a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think I'm still on the younger side. I would agree. Um, there's a, actually in our league, there's a lot of guys around my age, like the 35, 36, 37. There might be. I think the new Minnesota Wilderness coach is a little bit younger than I am. Mm, a couple okay. of years. So I'm certainly not the youngest, so like but I feel like there's this group of yeah. us that are kind of around in these early to mid thirties. Well, okay. I feel like yeah, I feel like coaching has always been kind of like a older thing to do, but yeah, nowadays yeah. with the ability to learn so much more, so much quicker, like yeah, like you've kind of walked us through. It's like you're much more ready to do that at a younger age than having mm -hmm. to be you know, yeah. 20 years of experience. Well, of sta something. staffs have grown, yeah. right? And so even if you look at like football and all mm -hmm. the different oh, the football yeah. quality yeah. control specialists and all the, the staffs have grown, so it's created more opportunity and more opportunity gets more people in the door. Yeah. You know, if they didn't have that director of hockey ops job or those volunteer positions, I might not have ever, I might not be here. Yeah. Right? So um, that's probably the way I would look at it. But yeah, there's just more opportunity for people to learn and kind of climb. Yeah climb the ranks a little bit i think also i mean it probably is really cool for your players to have someone closer to their age i would imagine i think so because i you know um i do like to joke around with them and you know and they yeah, probably and, uh, love that yeah you know like you don't want to be a hard ass all the time yeah. nobody wants that you know there's a time and a place where maybe you have to be but um no it's fun getting to know the guys and you know they certainly keep me young and and, you know, it's fun to joke around with them. And I think they enjoy that, too. They don't want to play for a guy that they're old curmudgeon. Yeah, scared yeah. of, you yeah. know, or like just can't really relate to or anything like that. Yeah. So that's where I was kind of going with that question. It's like when you're out there on the ice with them, you know, is there ever kind of like the young buck kind of like be like, I can show you how to do this. or <laughs> and, and then they're like, well, coach, you know, I, you know, yeah, I, I just wonder about that power struggle a little bit on the ice. And then if you got to like kind of lay down the law and, you know, you know, hip check them <laughs> uh, or, or what you got to do. So. Yeah. Well, there's no abuse going on on the ice. I don't hit anybody. Um, there, uh, I don't know what it is about yeah. abuse. We just, we just, it's very dark humor. We apologize. Um, I don't really feel that there is a power struggle. I think, sure. um, I'd like to think I have 
the respect of the guys, right? right. Like the, the returners know me from last year mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I, I have good relationships with them. And I think that's a big part of it in terms of, uh, like not having a power struggle is building those relationships and letting those guys get mm-hmm. to know you. So like every player that we tendered or drafted this year, you know, I called them like right away and like, Hey, congratulations. It's a big deal. Nice to meet you. You know, and I would, you know, text with them or call them throughout the summer and kind of slowly build those relationships. So by the time they got here, it's not like I haven't talked to any of these guys, sure. you know, it's You've not like built I, something. I've built yeah. something. And so like they, I've kind of already planted that seed of trust. Um, and, and I think that helps with the whole respect thing or mm. that, you know what I mean? They trust you. And so then when you start doing, um, you know, uh, you know, the drills or whatever. I, I, I think that, that because that relationship's there, um, that trust is there. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I'm curious about first off. Okay. I think, I think, I mean, I'm pretty good on like, you know, the coaching players now. I don't know about you, if you have more questions, but for me, I'm now curious about like what it means to be a coach for you. So like during a game, are you like one of those coaches that is like, just like you're angry, you get into it, or you're just like, all right, guys. I mean, like here's another the clipboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like to fire the guys up, you get angry, or you know, after um, you know, in the locker room, and it's like, all right, guys, like let's get out there. Or are you like, mother, let's freaking go. You know. So like, where do you find that balance between yeah. like firing up, but also getting angry? Do you get angry? Do you let them see you angry? Like. That's a whole other different story. I, I think. think it's a there's a big psychology kind of piece to that. I think on the bench, I, on the bench, I try to stay calm and collected. Like a big thing that I tell these guys because sometimes they get frustrated when they don't make the play and they're sorry they're they're slamming their sticks and you know never let them see a sweat. Right? Don't mm-hmm. let the opponent know you're frustrated. You just got to keep playing. Right? And so I kind of try to take that same mentality uh, mentality yeah. for myself, especially on the bench, like. Refs are going to make the wrong call. Things aren't going to go your way. We're going to have turnovers, right? We're going to get scored on. Like, all that's, like, it's going to happen. So why, Mm. you know, I'm not a throw your clipboard in the air or berate and yell at a guy or anything like that. Um, You know, like, and and it's kind of situational, too. Like, if there is an instance where you got to stick up for a player, maybe there was a cheap shot and someone could have gotten hurt, I think maybe, you know, yeah, you got a worthy them, cause. You got to let yeah. the players know you're sticking up for them. You got their backs right. too. Um, but on the bench, I try to stay more calm and collected and yeah. and motivated. Mystery. Like, yeah, and coaching guys up, you know, like answering questions, coaching them up, staying positive, staying motivated on the bench. Um, in the room, I think it's, it's more of the same. Um, yeah. Is there things we want to change tactically? Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes maybe they, like you said, they probably need a kick in the ass here and there. Yeah. Um, and it's not, you know, I'm not kicking the door down, throwing trash cans, but I think there's a, you maybe take a different tone with them to let them know like, Hey, we got to pick it up. And so, yeah, again, these are all like situations I haven't been in yet. So I'll let you know. Yeah. 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 We'll have to do one after After the season. Post season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so how did it go? Well, I got gray hair now. Did you hit a kid? Yeah. (laughs) My hairline receded about four inches. Yeah. Uh, That's what I, a couple things I always think of like with hockey culture and stuff that I, I meant to ask JJ, but you would know just as well is what is with players and coaches always wearing suits? 
when they're not suited up to play. Yeah. Like, is that like a traditional thing that... Very traditionalist. Yeah. And, um, and does that come from just back in the day? Is yeah. You're professional. And, you yeah, need to be... It was something that I... Yeah, it's very traditional. I yeah. don't know if I'm like... I'll wear a suit. Right. And I don't mind doing it sometimes, but I'm also not opposed to not wearing a suit. Like, I'll wear some different... You know, it gets cold in some of these rinks, so I'll just go yeah. pea coat and... Right. You know, collared shirt or whatever, like... Classic, um, classic. Yeah, like, my big thing for the players, just like, hey, look sharp. Right. You know, don't come in tennis shoes and look like you just rolled out of the, you know, the fart sack and combed your hair with a pork chop. You know what I mean? Right. Like, look. Yes, look, the fart sack. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> that, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, um, you know, look like a pro. And so, like, some some of these guys, they come with their, like, little scally caps, you know, or fedoras yeah. or yeah. whatever, and they you know, or wearing, you know, plaid suits or whatever, you know, or the big, the turtlenecks with chains. Oh, That's yeah. That's a big thing now. <laughs> Half these kids look ridiculous. But, you know First what? off, you said fedoras, you said turtleneck, <laughs> turtleneck with chain. Yeah. Like, do those go together? <laughs> no. Yeah. Not from, that was not my, from my standpoint. That was my Friday. I don't wear, <laughs> yeah. I don't wear any of those, but... The, half the guys look ridiculous, but that's just how the kids... <laughs> that's the I style. Hope they, I hope the they style. listen. Yeah. You're, you're ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I will tell them right to their face, too. You get, I was like, what is going on here? Nice but like, fedora. Well, <laughs> but when you look at some of these pros, when they yeah. they got the camera on them as they're walking into the arena, like, yeah. that's what the guys are wearing. like, And so they, they you know, the kids want to be like that. And have that swag. Yeah. So I get that. I just, just look sharp, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I wear go fix yourself merch. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna sponsor the Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we should. We yeah. should. Um, and another thing, like whenever I'm watching hockey, and like you kind of mentioned this, is I never I guess whenever the TV coverage moves to the like the coach and the bench and stuff, I yeah. never see the coach often talking to the players. It's always kind of, you know, in passing. Yeah. And so, like, what is a conversation that you would have with a player that's on the bench, like waiting to go out for his line or something? Is it stuff that you notice is like, hey, yeah, this guy's making um, me look like a fool. And I saw him <laughs> in a fedora last week. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, like what are, what are you saying to them to like I think um sometimes the guys have questions and okay. so you're answering those questions, but oftentimes it's uh if you saw something last play. Um and I try to give positive feedback just as much as teaching feedback right sure. so like if i see something good that they did it's like hey awesome pass you made here but next time let's make sure we're keeping an eye on this right it's mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be you know teaching or negative feedback it could be things yeah, that they're yeah. doing well too um but a lot of it's just instruction right I'm not a big like yeller of instruction from the bench because right like they don't hear you like they're right, showing right. the zone yeah. but like it's when they come back to the bench it's like you know, you know, if a mistake was made or if there's something, you you know, you're, you're giving that, that feedback right away. So maybe they can correct it and be better that next shift. What, um, what question do they ask you? They was like, did I do, did yeah, I, am like, I doing it right coach? Yeah. So it's a good example would be if we get scored on. Okay. So last year I was, you know, I'd handled, handled the defense. Mm -hmm. It was kind of my in-game responsibility. So we get scored on, uh, the big question was like, what happened there, coach? <laughs> oh, like, uh, gotcha. Well, you saw we, the big picture. You know, we, you know, so and so missed his assignment. This guy kind of went down. Blah mm. blah 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 blah. So, um, kind of explaining different situational mm. things to him. It's it's everything. You know, it's um, you know, maybe breakdowns in their play, but then it's positive things too, right? You want to make sure you're reinforcing the the good stuff because then they're going to go do it again. Yeah. yeah. One thing. That. One thing I always 
have to remember about like sports in general, like when you, you watch basketball, you watch football, hockey, all these sports is you always are watching it on TV from an aerial view yeah, where you get to see what's going on. Yeah. And when you're a player, you know, it's very POV. Yeah. yeah. And so it makes a lot of sense. Like when you said that with like, what happened there, coach? Yeah. It's like you have a view from the bench to be able to kind of see what went yeah, wrong. That's a, that's a great point. So when I was a video coach and I would sit down with players and watch video with them, we, it would always turn into conversation because what the player sees on the ice right. is very different than what the coaches see on the bench. It's even more different when I was yeah. an eye in the sky right. and I had that aerial view and I was seeing the whole thing happen. Yeah, like You can see all 10 players on the ice and you can, you know, the, the vantage points are, are so different. And so, um, we miss things on the bench too. Like players see different things than we do. And so sometimes it's, you know, you can't get on a player about everything because it's like, well, I saw this. And it's like, well, they're playing the game and you got to trust that they're going to make the plays, mm -hmm. right? They got to, you got to let them play a little bit. Mistakes are going to happen, right? right? Sure. Can't be perfect. And so you got to trust that, you know, they're making plays and they're, they're seeing the right things too. It's, you know, I think the coaching really happens when you start to see habits, you know, of continual, the same mistake. And then that's where you, you know, you kind of coach it up a little bit more, but I do believe you got to let them go out and make some mistakes and, and, you know, let them, let them play the game. It's a fast game. It changes direction quickly, you know? Um, so you just gotta, you know, they're the ones out there. Right. So let them make the, you know, let them play. Let him play. Let him play. Let him play. And then, how many times do you guys watch Miracle? I'm, I'm probably a terrible coach. Yeah, <laughs> I don't coach them up at all. Yeah, I don't. let them play. They make mistakes. I actually I don't. Make this I don't say a word to these kids. I think I love that <laughs> yeah. style, though. Well, if I've, you made a mistake every time, like everybody always makes. If you heard about every mistake you heard in a game, like yeah. I, yeah. you know, you got to think about that. It's just like Jesus Christ. I'm not doing anything right out there. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I also think guys know when they fuck up. Right. You know what I mean? Like when there's oh, a yeah. when there's a big assignment missed and then we get scored on guys know yeah i don't need to go down to them while well, you missed your yeah thanks a lot coach <laughs> yeah you know what i mean so there is i think it's um it's situational awareness as a coach it's kind of knowing when to kind of step in and say something maybe just let you know laying off mm. yeah i mean there's it's a time and place thing yeah i mean like even i i think back to like when i played sports and like my soccer coach was like one of those like screamy guys yeah and Kicking then and he screaming. would yell i mean it's funny it was a christian homeschool fucking team so but he was he was your dad no no <laughs> no he, he was like my buddy's dad yeah but like he would get so angry and then he, like if we did something wrong or like you know made a misstep this one time like i was a you know midfielder and like the defense were just kicking the ball between them and then set made a goal on <laughs> yeah. our side and he got so angry. And even though they were doing their best, but it didn't help anybody, right? And he yeah. took all them out and, you know, yeah. substituted anybody. And so it's like, then I had the coach where, you know, someone, they would be like, you know what? You tried. And that yeah. always stuck with me more than the screamy guy did. Yeah. And I think different people are wired differently too. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know, in a weird way, like I responded well to getting yelled at. When yeah, I played, mm. you know, and so, so a little fire under you. Fire yeah, a little you. bit like, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you got to again, that's coaching, though. Right. And knowing how guys are wired and who you can really push and what button yeah. push and, 
you know, everybody's different as well. Everything you're saying right now kind of reminds me of stuff that I've read about parenting, which is really weird. I was going to say there's got to be some similarity. uh, Like we're dealing with a teenager and 13. And and so he's a parent. Yeah. And so not a parent either. So we (laughs) we have me me and mom have these discussions about a lot of things that we like to see changed in the in the teenager. And it's like we read you shouldn't really pick apart everything they're doing because they're going to feel like they're not doing anything right. You yeah. Know? Please don't do this. Please don't do that. This, this. And you're like, it's well, easy you're when not doing anything right. Well, right. When you're 13, like you're making a lot yeah. of yeah. decisions that aren't usually well thought out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it's like we've agreed to like pick one thing at a time over the course of time to let's try to change this one little habit. And then it sounds like with players, it's like they know when they're not doing the right things. You can, y- you want to, you want to say they're doing well, what they're doing well, but you don't want to tell them they're doing everything wrong because yeah. you lose them that way. And that's why I try to, when you, when you can, it's when you see patterns. Yeah. Okay. How do we correct that? Like, okay, they sure. made the same mistake three times in a row now. Like, let's have a conversation about that. But I ch- try to do that. The whole compliment sandwich, right? Like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, Hey, here's, I love mm-hmm. what you did here. Next time let's do this, but Hey, really nice job. Yeah. You know, cool. Blah, blah, blah. Your turtleneck was killer last week, <laughs> but the chain, <laughs> yeah, not so chain much. Gotta yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. You're, not the rock. Yeah. you're not the rock. You're not the rock. So, does is the wife coming to each of these games, or is is she a hockey fan, or uh, how's that? She work? comes to a few. She would not be what I call a hockey fan, which I don't it's mind. Probably, actually. yeah. Um, cause she doesn't ask me many questions about hockey mm. when I go home and yeah, I was going to say, you know, she so you can turn the, it off a little bit. Yeah, I do. I, I don't think I have a, a really big problem disconnecting like, or leaving things at the, the rink. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. always thinking about, we're not the to game. the game season yet yeah. though, coach. Yeah. I mean, but I do believe in, uh, leaving that stuff at the rink. You got to have, you know, mm. I mean, there's a lot of coaches that probably bring that stuff home and they're just. 24 7 yeah i don't really operate like that i don't think um, you should and you know don't get me wrong when i go home i watch nhl games i'm constantly and i'm thinking about the game but i'm not yeah. like stressing about you know what's gonna happen yeah in the next I, week. I, yeah, don't. I would imagine nhl is a watching experience is a different experience for you than it is for me because you like did the video and so you know what you're looking for that would probably like be way more I don't know, invested into the game. Yeah, my watching experience is way different. Like when I played, you're watching your favorite players and watching how they do certain things. And then you have a favorite team. And now I don't really have a favorite team. I'm just watching Except for the Wolverines. Yeah, except for the Wolverines. Yeah. Uh, I just watch whatever game's on and you're just kind of watching the strategy. And I love listening. I listen to the commentators now and like what Mm. they're they're saying. There's some pretty good broadcast crews out there and so um yeah my watching experience is pretty different yeah so so when you're not at the rink and all of that stuff like what do you what do you do to to get away from hockey um i'm pretty pretty big into like outdoors and fitness stuff uh big into mountain biking Mm. uh hiking stuff like that um so you're in the right state yeah i you know I love doing that stuff up here. So we, my wife and I do try to do a lot of stuff outdoors. Um, I think in the wintertime, it's a little bit harder, but you know, hockey's kind of my thing in the winter. I was going to say, you got your thing. Yeah. And then, so like, you know, when the season ends, it's, I, again, I, I think you, 
yeah, you're still working and you're still thinking about the game, but on a less lesser scale, right? And you got to enjoy that time away from the game. And like, I'm I'm excited to get going now, right? Like, mm-hmm. so our summer was a little bit, you know, not so great with the rain or whatever, but you you make the most so, of it. So. Yeah. yeah. So Are you fisher fisherman? I I do a little bit. Yeah. But I'm same. not like uh every, you know, go out like every night, suicide runs, yeah. and mm-hmm. every weekend kind of guy. I kind of go out a few times a year and try to catch some fish, but um Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. We we do like kind of a section where we're always talking about like what are you watching, reading, listening to? Like yeah. what's some stuff that like you're into? And it doesn't have to be right now because I'm sure yeah. you're in like full hockey mode. But yeah. even like this summer or what you were like, you know, enjoying. I try to read. Uh-huh. Um well, don't we all? Yeah. yeah. I can't read. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but like it's it's weird like um I've ha- I've had a hard time staying in in books lately. So I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm a big podcast guy because you hop in the car, you listen yeah, to 20 yeah. minutes here, 20 minutes there. Um, you know, I love watching like sports documentaries and stuff and on Netflix or HBO or are you whatever a, it are is. Are you a big, um, what do they call those, like miniseries? Like they did F1, Drive to Survive. I love that show. Me too. I love it. Uh, the Full, full Swing. Full, full Swing. swing golf. Awesome. Love that too. Breakpoint with the tennis. Oh, outstanding. See, and, and my friends, because I don't watch much sports, um, and you know, all my fans are like, you know, fantasy, they got fantasy leagues yeah. or whatever they're, you know, but like those shows, I will watch those in one sitting Yeah, because it's like, not only am I finding out about the person, like it may, and also watching games after watching that or watching like F1 or something. Yeah. I'm like, I know this guy. I know what he's been going through. Yeah. Right. And it's like same. So I love those like shows because it's the story behind the person, but also behind the sport. Too. No, it's it's fun. It, so I good. love that Addicting. too. And then it's like um, you know, all those shows, they're like the best at what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're at the top of the top. And so seeing those mindsets and like those like I thought the full swing one and the the tennis one were interesting because those are individual sports. And the, the, you know, they battle with those, you know, those thoughts inside their head and like, you know, they start losing a match and then, you know, do they, do they kind of, is that self-talk positive or negative? I I find it fascinating, like how a guy can really like pull it together and have the best round of his life or like things just spiral out of control. And it's really Brooks Kapka. Yeah. For like two years. Yeah. I suck. Yeah. It was like this full swing one was really interesting. You're like, holy cow. Like these guys have bad days too because they make it look really yes. easy <laughs> that's the thing i think so like you're like uh well i'm not so much a piece of shit you yeah. know like they're not he, so he's bad. struggling too yeah yeah he's got bad thoughts too he just has millions though yeah, yeah. That's, well, the, that's, yeah. that's that's i guess that's <laughs> a little different um yeah well uh we're excited for you on this season man and we can't wait to sit in the stands and watch you and cheer on the team um we're gonna try to make it so as many games we should, as we, we can. should do a broadcast between the two of us. <laughs> you uh, know how bad I would yeah, suck. That, uh, hey, Snoop, that, Snoop Dogg did it with the LA Kings. Okay, oh, really? You know what? If Snoop can do it, we yeah. got a chance. I think that was Zeising or offside. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he board checked them. And it is. Che- funny. We we had a uh, we had we've had like um, assembly members on here, and what was it? Who was it? Someone was like, you know, because we're not big 
into politics, right? We when you watch an assembly thing on TV, it is the most boring thing to me, right? But like if you had our commentary during the assembly and trying to be like, what the fuck just happened? Like, oh my God, did you see that? <laughs> did, did you see, the see that glare? The daggers right to Chris that they shot? Yeah, you know, so. something like that. And I'm like, that, make, so make there it. was something there with like idiots who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, I don't know commentary. Hockey yeah. fans would love that one. <laughs> Probably not. But that's the thing. Hockey fans wouldn't, but maybe other yeah, fans yeah, would. So. That's true. Uh, no, we're excited, man. We're, we're going to show up. Uh, um, I'm excited to see I'm going to wear Wolverines. my turtleneck and my fedora. Can I dress <laughs> like a player? And Yeah, please do. We'll be like, Nick! Nick! I'll <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just tip this hat. Hello, <laughs> <Lou>, my ladies. <laughs> oh, God. Oh man! Well, we're excited, man, and uh, we can't wait to cheer you on, yeah. brother. Yeah, thank so, you. And, thank uh, you so yeah. much for coming on. Thanks yeah, for man, having me. we really appreciate you coming out. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Kyle and Stephen will be back with a new episode next week. In the meantime, check out GoFixYourselfPodcast.com. and remember to always go. Fix yourself.